Welcome to My Monologue, the podcast, a non-monologue dialogue about motherhood. I'm Hannah. I'm Renee. And 2020 is a shit show. So we're working harder than ever to raise good humans and stay human in the process. Renee, how are you this week? I'm doing not too badly, actually. Yay! (laughs) Oh, that's so good to hear. Um, And I jumped on our Instagram and I asked people, I literally gave them like two minutes warning. um, And I asked them, I asked some of our followers what's helping them feel happy this week. So I just feel like I would love to share. Please do. Uh, Tiffany wrote and said, getting dressed and coffee is helping her feel human. Nice. I'm halfway there. Um, I am definitely caffeinated. So... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know these this is these are my pajamas for sure oh it's um, fine i put a jean jacket on over my pajamas that's all that you're I so did. fancy those are fancy pajamas <laughs> <laughs> and lauren said her daughter got a new tablet and got minecraft nice <laughs> can i tell you minecraft has single-handedly gotten my sanity through this pandemic as far as it's gotten. I mean, it's frayed, it's bumped, it's bruised, but <laughs> I am sane. Thank you, Minecraft gods. <laughs> what is the age where Minecraft becomes relevant? Like, because I always think that my kids are too young for it, but my my oldest just turned six, and I don't know, is that in within the realm of possibility for him? I mean, my five-year-old boy loves it. He's oh, okay. Almost five and a half, and he is quite good. And he'll watch YouTube tutorials about like, here's how you make furniture out of Minecraft blocks, and here's how you make. It. He made like a living room with an entertainment center and a TV because <laughs> he saw some dude do it on YouTube. And so, like, I don't know. Is this the best thing for their brain? Probably not. But it's my kids also love legos and so i think it translates very well for them that makes Um, sense and my seven-year-old loves it too she's she really enjoys it so you know i i think it's up to your discretion but well i just don't know i mean shocker here that i wouldn't know something about what is current in our society but i don't (laughs) know enough about it to know like, I know that it isn't necessarily dangerous. I know that it's supposed to be very kid-friendly. I just wasn't sure if it was, like, young kid-friendly or middle-grade kid-friendly. I don't know. So if they can – if he can figure out, like, placing the blocks and the – just, like, the mechanics of how you move your character and how you build actually build things – um, I think he'd enjoy it because it's safe. Like my kids play on a closed server. They are not playing with anybody. Right. I connected them. They pl- can play with each other. That makes sense. Um, That's cool. I connected their iPads and every once in a while their uncle will jump in. My brother will play with them. <laughs> and it's really fun. sweet. Yeah. It's the, like the only way that they really connect too. Um, cause he's like the kidless fun uncle. And so <laughs> he has time to play Minecraft in the middle of the day. <laughs> so. Oh, to be the kidless fun uncle. I know, right? No. Um, I'm- so I totally hijacked Lauren's thing. Her daughter got a new tablet and got Minecraft. Two of her kids are napping and two teenagers are on the trampoline. Never been happier or quieter. So oh. that's off to you, Lauren. You are crushing it. You are living your best life, Lauren. <laughs> That sounds great. I know. Oh, that's so awesome. What is it? What's going on with you this week? This Hannah? week, 
Um, so after a, a le- which I mean, we've all been on the roller coaster of what is going on with school. Is it happening? Right. Is it not happening? What are the plans? And my son attends a small, um, I guess you would consider it a private school. I don't really know what to call it. Um, but it's a little micro school. So it's legitimately tiny. Like it's it's built and created and designed to be tiny. Like 20 kids, right? Like 20 it's kids, yeah. Big, yeah. Yeah. And so I am very dear friends with the director of the school. And so she and I have been kind of talking back and forth all summer about what could school look like? But right as you get down to the wire, there are so many things that are shifting and happening and changing right now in the moment that so many of the plans didn't necessarily go completely out the window, but tweaks had to be made and revisions. And so there was a lot of, in the last couple of weeks, like, I don't think we're going to do this, but I'll help you homeschool. <laughs> or like, no, we are doing this and and it's going to be great and we're all terrified. And so the final call has been made and we're going to have school. We're going to do it. All and right. I had volunteered earlier in the summer to be a TA for my boy's class. So I'm going to be doing that. So I'm going to be in school the entire time that he's in school. He goes three days a week. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So. Wow. Yeah, so the entire time, like, I, is what I think that it's going to look right, like right now. It's possible wow. that we could get back to it and they might not need me that much. And I'm my job is just to be flexible and be there for his teacher and whatever okay. they need or don't need, that's fine. But we're doing it. We're getting back to it. And this week is – it's not the week that school starts. This week is the week that I have to be there for setting up and – training and kind of getting everything squared away and then next week is the week that school starts okay and I want desperately to be excited about this (laughs) and I'm so scared (laughs) yeah I am so scared and even though I know like I said I I am dear friends with the director of the school and if there was anyone that I would trust my children's safety too, it's her. Like mm-hmm. she has done her research. She and I are very similar in our thinking about things. So I know that she is as concerned about things as I am. Mm-hmm. But it's still, it's just a lot. It's like, okay, this is no longer just the idea of maybe we could do this. We're doing this. We're we're going in. We're making this happen. And I am really, really concerned. And add to that about an hour, maybe an hour and a half ago, someone unrelated to the school, but who is still very dear to me, texted and said, one of my husband's coworkers has tested positive for the virus. So now my husband and I have to go and get tested and we'll keep you posted. And they they live far away. We are not like in physical communication with them, but we still love them and we still don't want anything to happen. So it's just like, ah, okay, that's a great way to start (laughs) school week by finding out that someone that you love very much is potentially, has been exposed to the virus. But let's be honest, at this point, we've probably all, like the chances that any of us have not been exposed to it are really small. Like even if you just go to the grocery store, there's the chance that. So, all of that yeah. to say, the thing that is making me feel human this week is crying. 
which I don't <laughs> think is Emma. what most people know, but that's just it. Like, I think that that's usually the response that people give when someone says, I just broke down and they go, oh, like it's a bad thing. And it's yeah. not a bad thing. It is, I read probably about a month ago that stress has a cycle that it goes mm. through, almost like the stages of grieving, like stress has distinct stages as well. And one of the things that you have to do to complete the cycle is there has to be some sort of a release for that stress. And usually the way that the physical human body releases stress is by crying. Like that is the way that we are designed to, we always call it like have a breakdown, but it's not having a breakdown. It's it's breaking down the cycle and letting it go. And so I usually try to fight crying and be like, this is ridiculous. Why am I crying? Or shame myself when I feel mm-hmm. like I need to release that stress. Mm-hmm. And this week I've just been like, no, there is no reason for this to be shameful. There is no reason for me to say, oh, I'm being a baby or I'm being ridiculous. Because the fact is I'm not being ridiculous. No, This anxiety <laughs> is valid. Yeah. This stress, this feeling of like, I can't take any more. And if someone puts one more thing on me, I'm going to break. That's okay. And if you break, that's okay. You're not bad at being human. You're not doing anything wrong. You haven't missed a life hack somewhere. You're just alive. And you're going through something that is unprecedented in the modern times. And if you need to cry, my God, cry. Because it won't solve much, but it will make you feel better for about 20 minutes afterwards. And that's not nothing. That's That matters. So that's what's making me feel human this week is just locking myself in the bathroom and sobbing until mascara runs so far (laughs) down my body that it stains my dress. Because that happened. And you know what? It's fine. Oh, my gosh. I'm so so sorry that you're so stressed right now. No. It's great. I'm not any more stressed than anyone else in the world right now. So I know that I'm in good company. Yeah. You are not alone. I am not alone. I am not alone. Uh, so can I tell you what my coping me- mechanism has been yes, this week? Absolutely. <laughs> and my stress reliever? <laughs> my sister, it's so funny. You know when you're super close with someone and you're like, I don't know where this idea originated. It was either me or them, but we're both into it now. Right. Kind of totally. Yeah. <laughs> my sister has a husband who works for an international company and she loves to travel and she is pregnant with her second child. So because of COVID, they were going to travel and have a baby moon and they couldn't because of COVID. Right. And then after they have the baby, she's like, well, I'm I'm nursing this kid for a year. I'm stuck here. There won't be any travel at that point. Yeah. Right. So she started looking Uh, And like researching how to move to a different country, um, (gasps) specifically countries in the EU. Yeah. And she was like, we can do this. I can, my husband can get a job with, you know, a different branch of his company or with one of the companies that they're working with. And I was like, yes, I support you. And this was a couple months ago. (laughs) And then I was watching my favorite. I don't typically watch YouTube for fun. I watch it for like educational videos or whatever. Right. Yeah, totally. But. 
she had sent me this one woman who lives in Sweden. Her name is <gasps> Jana Jinten. And this Sweden. woman lives in the middle of Sweden in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. And it is the most gorgeous YouTube page yeah. I've ever seen. And she sings and she makes her own like paints, um, oh my at, like pigments, <laughs> like from the earth. She'll yeah. just like collect things out in the forest and she makes paint pigments and she paints things <laughs> and she takes pictures. She's recently sold a, a print to Ikea. Oh she, my her husband makes jewelry under her brand. Like it's just <laughs> the most magical fucking thing in the <laughs> world. <laughs> and so I deeply, being that I live in the desert and it's the summertime and I don't like the desert anyways, but I right. really don't like the desert in the summertime. Right. Living vicariously through this woman who lives in Sweden, <laughs> I just could not stop. So I downloaded, there's like a Swedish national Zillow, basically, <gasps> and I downloaded it <laughs> and it's all in Swedish. I can't read a right, lick of right. it. Totally. But I started shopping for houses in Sweden. <laughs> I love it. Oh my gosh. And you're we should also mention that your husband is of Scandinavian descent. So oh, yeah. so I the mean, Swedish he's... culture has always been yes. big in your family anyway. And of course it makes sense that you would start searching for a home in Sweden. Like, this is not a giant jump. This makes perfect sense. It's, it's not a huge leap. Uh, so, no, like, we're, my husband is very, very Swedish. He's from, you know, the upper Midwest where basically anyone from Scandinavia who immigrated to farm in the 1800s went there. Right. You know, like, um, the American Girl books, uh, the Kirsten books, mm -hmm. uh, Kirsten Larson from Sweden, basically that's, like, my husband's heritage. <laughs> and his grandfather apparently had a super thick Norwegian accent. Ah. Um, I never was able to meet him. But, um, like, we celebrate Santa Lucia with my daughter. We right, dress I was my say, yeah. blondie daughter up in, like, Kirsten's surprise, like a, a white dress <laughs> and a, a red sash and that candle wreath on her head. It's it's a whole thing. Um, Do you so like the yeah. candle wreath while it's on her head? Oh, I I just use battery operated. Oh, candles. that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. I, no, I do not put open flames on my child's hair. <laughs> I wasn't sure what the – no, I really wasn't sure what the tradition was. Like – I mean, whatever the tradition is, I'm not going to put open flames on my right. kid's head. <laughs> you have a modified, no, not yes. a modified, a modern yes. take on a the tradition. This makes sense. fully child-friendly, safe <laughs> candle wreath on her head. <laughs> so, yeah, um, did you know that you can buy, like, a, an old 100-year-old farmhouse in the middle of Sweden for, like, $50,000? Um, is that what you guys are going to do? Because uh, let's be honest, you, your job. No, let's really let's dream and scheme here. Because that's one of my you, favorite Hannah, things to do. This is why we're friends. Let's dream and scheme this. You can work remotely. Your job, yes, I can. can absolutely allows you to work remotely. Yep. Um, I don't know enough about your husband's job to know if that is remote possible. But I feel like I f I feel like your husband could find another something that would make this lifestyle 
feasible for you guys. And since your sister is already dreaming up ways that she can move to the EU, like once you're in the EU, nowhere – it's not like in the U.S. where things are very far and very expensive to get to. Once you're in the EU, it's all kind of in your neighborhood. You could absolutely see each other whenever – oh, hi there. I do know what that is. That was supposed to be keeping the gate up. But I think someone took the gate down, didn't they? Yeah. Oh, no. What do you think happened? No. You don't know what happened? <laughs> do you have any idea how the gate came down at all? Yeah. Anyway, so back to dreaming and scheming. Yes. <laughs> is, you, is your sister considering Sweden as well? Or was she thinking more... <clears throat> She was thinking Sweden because um, he's her husband's been working specifically with a company that's there uh-huh. um, in Stockholm. So uh, she was thinking Sweden, and then I was I would usually gravitate towards Norway just because I love the drama of the land. Um, mm-hmm. I've never been, and I think that's the next thing on our bucket list. You know, we did the Dominican Republic for our ten year anniversary a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh but I think our next, our next, you know, when anyone will take Americans again, right? <laughs> I yeah. That's, a, that's another thing is I think I'm really enjoying the idea of leaving America, and I'm sorry if that sounds horrible or un-American, but I really, I, there's so much of of. I'm just ready to get out, and I've always yeah. loved international travel. Um, but I think between the high temperatures here, yeah, uh, right now, and this, you know, yeah, hang on just a second, please. Yeah, are hot, and you're ready to get out. <laughs> Sorry, what? The temperatures are hot, and you're ready to get out. That's where we left off. Yes, I'm ready to get out. It's. And I'm ready to get out of the country, to be honest. And I'm sorry if that makes me un-American. So it is what it is. Uh, to become a uh, – to get a, a visa. And if anyone has any information about this, like, please feel free to email me, mymomalag at gmail.com. <laughs> However, um, from what the research that my sister has done is you have to have a job to get, like, a permanent work visa. You have to have a job offer from a company there okay um so my husband would have to find a job there is basically what it would come down to however the way that he would get around this that he and i were talking about is he was like we could just buy the property and use it as like a vacation home we would still live in america but we would good point travel there and then we would vrbo it and so we do not have this kind of money. We are not independently wealthy. We do not own multiple homes. We don't even own one home. But it's really nice to dream of what my life yes. would be like on, you know, half an acre of Swedish land right on a lake where it's dark and snowy a large majority of the year because my heart is shriveling and dying here in the relentless heat and sunshine. So, yeah. Anyways, that's what's making me feel human is uh, it's called Hemnet. Hemnet. H-E-M-N-E-T. Hemnet. All right. And I regularly have to put things into Google Translate uh, just to find out like 
Oh, and I'm always translating like, so 120 square meters is how many square feet? Right. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I love it. Because I... I am a big advocate of I need things to look forward to. And so one of my favorite things in the world is just dreaming and scheming. Even if I know that it's like, which, by the way, I don't think that this is completely far-fetched. I think that if you guys decided that this was what you wanted, you could actually do this. This is this is well, doable. I've decided this is what we want. <laughs> I have yet to get my husband on board <laughs> because he really loves his job right now. And oh, that's good. wonderful. Yeah. Um, and we are so grateful for this job, but also, you know, let's know. go to Sweden. Let's go I be with your it. people. There was a, th- <laughs> a scene, I'm totally rambling now, but there was no. a scene in Thor Ragnarok where Anthony Hopkins um, mm-hmm. and Tom Hiddleston, uh, where Odin, Thor, and Loki are sitting on a cliffside. Cliff, yeah. And it's, there's the ocean and there's grass behind them and it's kind of overcast. And my husband turned to me and he goes, have you ever had the feeling that a place is home even if you haven't been there? And I turned to him. I was like, shut up. You feel that way about this scene? I feel that way about this scene. And he was like, okay. So clearly, like, and I'm a huge believer in, like, generational trauma is, like, a real thing. Yes. And so I also feel like if we can pass down some of our more scarring and woundingness to our kids just through our DNA, mm-hmm. whether or not we mean to, maybe we can also pass down a sense of home and a sense of belonging. Yeah. Because that's where our ancestors came from. And I do feel that way about Scandinavia, even though I don't know how many people I have in Scandinavia in my background, but I don't know. I'm married into it. So you may, it you can. I mean, <laughs> yes. No, I so, think yeah. that's beautiful. I think that's so cool. Yeah. Anyways, that's it. That and I I will <laughs> I will say I've never been to Sweden, but I can say that cuz you were talking about Norway before and the the drama of the landscape. I can say that Norway is the only place that I have ever been where I didn't feel disappointed. Where the Really? Yeah, the pictures that I had seen of it were not misleading. Like wow. I I felt like when I was there, I was like, this is truly as beautiful as the images that I've seen. And it's the only place that I've been where I felt like that. So wow. I can I can only imagine that Sweden would feel – I mean, it maybe doesn't have the same drama. I don't know how it doesn't. different the landscapes are. But I can definitely – I could definitely see it feeling the way that you need it to feel. Mm-hmm. So I'm pulling for you guys. I think that oh, that would thanks. be awesome. <laughs> like I said, I'm on board. I'll get my husband there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And then you're going to wish that you had named a child Bjorn. Oh, dear listeners. So as I was naming my children, <laughs> and and my children do have some pretty Scandinavian names. They have beautiful, wonderful, fantastic names. Yes. Um. Bjorn was on my husband's list and Hannah backed him up hard, hard. And I said no. So I, you know what? That is, that is a regret that I would be happy to live with (laughs) on half an acre on a lake in Sweden in a hundred year old house that probably has ghosts or trolls or whatever. And I'm fine with it. (laughs) You can get a sheep and name it Bjorn. (laughs) 
troll Bjorn. There you go. That works. Problem solved. <laughs> or the Tomta or whatever they have over there. It'd be great. <laughs> oh, I think that's fantastic. Oh, well, friends, thank you for joining us today. Um, and this concludes the episode of Renee really needs to move to the EU. <laughs> Now more than ever, um, feel free to reach out to us on Instagram, on Twitter, and at via email at mymomalog at gmail.com. Also, go to our website, mymomalog.com. Hannah's always cooking up something great over there. Um, if it is lovely and beautiful and pleasing to you, I do nothing with it. So it is all Hannah. <laughs> Good job, Hannah. <laughs> oh, well, until next time. Race get nope. Where what the frickin' crack dragon? <laughs> <laughs> oh, 2020, I hate you. Um <clears throat> until next time, friends, raise good humans. And stay human in the process. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye.